thank you uh, thank you sangam talk for this uh, excellent opportunity so yes uh, i was a scientist in defense research and development organization in india when uh, dr apj abdul kalam was uh, the director general drdo so i had several interactions with them so his magnanimous personality had a awe inspiring effect on me so uh, in the year 2005 i shifted to united states in order to join the senior faculties of medical university of south carolina cardiology department for a de- decade i worked as a eminent drug researcher discovering uh, novel drugs for human cardiac ailments i won several uh, scientific publications and patents to my credit i didn't lack uh, any comfort in my perfect life abroad until my own personal life event uh, you know compelled me to look into uh, the traditional use of local herbs and uh, organic farming it is often said that uh, necessity is the mother of uh, invention in my case uh, the necessity came in the form of my mom's ailment so back in tamil nadu uh, my mom was diagnosed with advanced arthritis and spondylitis she was initially prescribed uh, oral painkillers uh, to take care of her pain uh, so uh, however did not uh, uh, remove her pain instead she developed a gastric ulcer due to their side effects uh, following that uh, <clears throat> oral painkillers and topical intravenous injections were administered uh, regularly and uh, this worked for some time however she stopped uh, responding to um, all these uh, drugs and she was uh, finally left with uh, severe pain and immobility so this particularly pained me immensely as i was in the medical field myself but i was unable to take care of my own mother that's when i uh, happened to read a review article on moringa olifera it is otherwise called drumstick leaves which is often mentioned as a medicinal plant in indian folklore upon my suggestion my mom started uh, taking boiled moringa juice every morning so her condition was surprisingly better getting better better by the day my mom's rapid improvement and uh, several other scientific studies regarding the health benefit of moringa olifera strengthened my belief to be used as a cure for several diseases so the moringa uh, leaves are the the world's uh, nutritious leaves on this planet it has been uh, recommended by w uh, world health organization uh, to uh, as a supplement uh, for the to take care of the malnourishment in malnourished african countries so it is rich of uh, macronutrients as well as micronutrients and so much of phytomedicine so you know what is food food is the one which provides energy to sustain our life as well as for our growth what is medicine so the medicine is the one we give uh, to treat a disease or uh, to cure a disease so the moringa leaves are a perfect example of food medicine because it has got a food component so it is rich of carbohydrates proteins and fats and micronutrients or vitamins it is also rich of uh, phytomedicine uh, in the form of antioxidants anti inflammatory compounds fever reducing compounds anti cancer compounds so 
it is the uh, the food in itself it is also a medicine as it is said uh, good nutritious food is the foundation of good health uh, the father of western medicine hippocrates rightly said food is medicine so when we consume uh, this uh, uh, moringa leaves we not only provide necessary energy to the body for our sustenance it is also preserve our uh, health after this re- realization so i uh, grew patient towards moringa plant i even grew many moringa plants abroad and gave, donated it to herbal gardens botanical gardens and several families and friends so then i decided to return to my to india permanently and soon after i returned i invented uh, a a polyherbal nutraceutical compound which is called moringa bullet which is made out of fresh moringa leaves along with the other traditional herbal concoctions so these moringa bullet worked wonders wonders for many patients suffering from uh, arthritis and anemia uh, diabetes high blood pressure and so on so solution to most of our health problem lies in nature how we harness to fulfill our need that's why i wanted to study more about the traditional use of uh, herbs as well as organic agriculture with my mom's encouragement i bought a plot of land and ensured chemical free cultivation of uh, you know grains fruits and vegetables i even went i even went across tamil nadu in order to find rare and forgotten uh, rice varieties uh, some of them are called maple uh, samba kichli samba karumkuruvai karupu kauni these uh, crops are carefully selected by our ancestral farmers and passed on several thousand generations uh, not only based on uh, its unique tolerance to extreme climatic conditions but it also in the presence of unique medicinal properties these crops were grown using all natural organic inputs such as fertilizers made out of cow dung cow urine and local herbs so when uh, we consume these crops we not only benefit with the wholesome nutrients it also uh, activates detoxification system in our body and also enhances immune system function unfortunately now our traditional farming methods and indigenous seeds are at the verge of extinction due to farmers quickly adopting hybrid seeds chemical fertilizers and pesticides ignoring uh their own uh, ignoring the negative impact on their own health and the environment okay so yeah, in in order to respond to it so we started on a, a societal mission myself and my family members reached out to local farming communities through women's groups and local farmers market spreading awareness about our uh, traditional farming practices and traditional seeds teaching them uh, these uh, methods and uh, uh, giving them seeds uh, in order to reintroduce lost heirloom seeds back into my village so now what exactly organic farming so we often hear about organic products and how it promotes ecological balance and uh, sustains biodiversity what all these simply means why it is uh, important so i would like to uh, start with an example if you see a packet of urea it says for it contains 46% of urea do you know what the rest of the uh, 54% it has so it has um, 
mostly uh, uh, of chemical fillers, when it is applied to the soil, it completely erodes the microbial soil, microbial population due to accelerated changes in the pH of soil. Secondly, it also depletes the soil of essential nutrients. According to the uh, Department, United States Department of Agriculture Nutrient Data Laboratory, the food uh, produced from soils which are fed, uh, which are fed with the chemical fertilizer, are found to have lesser sodium, lesser calcium, magnesium, and um, potassium content. So, in modern agricultural practices, the farmers uh, they use um, a lot of uh, chemical fertilizers, pesticides, and herbicides, and uh, artificial growth promoters in order to achieve. Uh, higher yield, which is highly unsustainable practice, which leads to pollution of the soil and water bodies and affecting various life forms living in it, uh, causing uh, ecological uh, disorder. There is, a, there is a beautiful symbiotic relationship that persisted between humans and nature over several years of evolution. We were seeking sustainable solutions from nature uh, by adopting by, for human uh, challenges by adopting nature's uh, time-tested principles, for example, discovery of fire, which uh, made a leap into our uh, human uh, cultural evolution. So, more we do, uh, dwell into nature beyond the confines of rationalistic science, more we see uh, all the life forms in nature are co continuously, like uh, starting from single cell to the complex organism and their ecosystem are continuously sensing and responding to each other. For example, uh, plants acquire uh, over 100 nutritive elements in a synchronous exchange with soil microbes. You know, the plants are stuck in one place. Unlike us, we can move around, cater our needs. So they cannot move around. So they have to find uh, nutrients for their sustenance uh, from below the sub, below, uh, you know, where they stand. So, the plants' roots can take up uh, nutrients only in an ionic form, like nit uh, uh, nit nitrogen, phosphate, potassium, like that. But in the, unfortunately, in the soil, this all the nutrients are in logged-in complex form. So, how it could able to take in nutrients and survive? So, how a plant can able to grow? Uh, because it has uh, taken help of the soil bacteria. So during the day, the plant produces extra amount of sugar uh, in the, a process called photosynthesis. So the extra sugars are uh, constantly transported from leaves to the bark, stem to the bark, to the roots. And the, through the roots, it is being constantly secreted out like a milk. So <clears throat> for uh, soil microbes, the food is the sugar. So they move towards this constant food source and forms a colony all along the root zone. And then, uh, you know, it takes in this sugar for its energy and in turn, it uh, cooks the soil and mobilizes all the nutrients uh, by secreting their enzyme into their external environment. And because all these complex uh, molecular uh, compounds are break, break, uh, broken down, and in mobilized in ionic form, so the plants could able to, the roots could able to take it and it can be, it is used for its survival. Secondly, the, the soil microbes also assist in uh, immune defense system of the plant. Say, for example, in, uh, in the event of a pest attack, the plant communicates that information to the soil bacteria uh, through its roots 
and in response to that soil microbes produces bacterial metabolites microbial metabolites which are taken up by uh, the plant and it is expressed as a modified phytochemical or biopesticides which are expressed in their body in order to get rid of pests so this is the perfect example of symbiotic relationship wherein both the uh, uh, the plants and the bacteria in a mutualistic relation uh, beneficial relationship and uh, due to this so the plant gets abundant nutrients and their health is ensured so these phytochemicals which are produced during the symbiotic interaction between the plant roots and the microbes uh, <clears throat> which are very useful for the health of the plant during its uh, life cycle of the plant when we uh, consume these plants those phytochemicals uh, which are very useful for the health of the plant it will also uh, preserve our health so what is organic farming organic farming is not like you know sowing seeds and growing plants it is rather growing the soil you know if uh, if you see uh, the scientists have discovered uh, there are 40000 taxonomically identifiable species of uh, the bacteria which are living in a spoon uh, spoonful of fertile forest soil you know in fact uh, there are more living organism uh, lives in a spoonful of soil uh as compared to the 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 people living on earth so it is almost 6 billion so in addition to that there are other life forms living in the soil there are like you know <clears throat> the the soil fungi protozoa or the small tiny uh, organisms they feed on this uh, bacteria and fungi and there are uh, worms like tiny worms like uh, life forms are called nematodes and arthropod tiny insects spiders birds and rats all part of uh, the soil ecosystem so this is the the slide shows uh, how this fungal network is uh, interconnected with the the roots so this fungal network or uh, uh, extension of the root tip so it uh, goes remotely and forages Uh, nutrients and water and brings it here feeds back to the roots so that is how uh, much beneficial uh, uh, for the this uh, this network uh, between fungi and the plant okay in addition to that there are uh, you know worms and uh, tiny worms uh, called nematodes and arthropods they they feed on these uh, bacteria and fungi so when they their excreta becomes nutrient rich manure and also when they die after this uh, life so when they die so it uh, all the nutrients uh, present in the body is released into the soil so it boosts the fertility of the soil so this is the typical uh, soil food web so the first the first triggering the starting point is uh, the the availability of organic matter which uh, uh, becomes a food source for the bacteria and fungi so the bacteria and fungi boost the biological activity of the soil so when this order of life flourishes explodes it calls upon the next order of life like nematodes and the arthropods they feed on them then this population over becomes exceeds then it calls upon the next order of life so obviously this uh, organic uh, fertile soil uh, it invites all the life forms uh, to thrive in the soil so it uh, when when this becomes soil the soil web is established so it brings back the soil ecosystem so um, so you don't have to do much uh, so you uh, sow the seeds and uh, 
the plant is grown with the presence of this intact soil ecosystem itself it takes care of it so this is the uh, the approach uh, the nature does so it has sustained life so far millions of years by adopting this nature cycle so here everything is utilized nothing goes waste so someone's waste is someone's treasure so like you know the soil organic matter is fed by the bacteria and the bacteria mobilizes all the nutrients from the soil then it is the food for the plant to grow so this cycle repeats it is a closed loop cycle intact and it is sustainable and it has sustained uh, the nature has sustained life by adopting this cycle for millions of years so this slide shows uh, there are 18 essential elements which are important for the healthy growth of the plant as well as healthy uh, life and growth of the humans and other animals so the soil is the foundation of nutrients so the healthier the soil so healthier the all life forms on this earth so this is the compare and contrast between the fertilizer fed uh, uh, diet uh, soil as well as the the organic soil so here we you know farmers throw in the chemical fertilizer which are in a freely available form so <coughs> plants readily takes up all these uh, freely available nutrients so it didn't have necessitated uh, for a robust root growth so there is a lesser root zone and because there is a lesser root zone and secondly the side effects of chemical fertilizers er- erodes all these uh, microbial population from the soil there is a less amount of uh, root uh, microbial interaction so there is a less mobilization of uh, nutrients for the plant to grow and also there is a lack of uh, secretion of beneficial uh, bacterial metabolized modified biofertilizers which are uh, usually used by the plant to get rid of the pests so the farmers now have to take manage it because it is vulnerable to all kind of disease so they have to spray all these chemicals Uh, agricultural chemi- chemicals so the plant grows with the deficiency of nutrients and accumulated with so much of industrial toxins in them in their body but uh, but here this side there is a robust root zone so there is a lot of uh, plant root uh, by, uh, microbial interaction there is more mobilization of nutrients and there is more uh, production of uh, bio compounds uh, so which which not only uh, helpful for the plant to the healthy growth of the plant and productivity it is also uh, good for uh, the all the life forms uh, because we, we accept the plants all are consumers so the primary producers on the planet is the only one the plants so we all are consumers so it is uh, good for uh, the producers as well as the consumers on here okay so we, uh, we gradually moved from uh, a natural agrarian lifestyle into a industrial manufactured lifestyle so we moved from abundance to short supply so here in nature uh, the everything as i said everything is cycled so we developed the concept of uh, uh, reduce reuse recycle by observing nature cycle so uh, everything is taken locally used locally and uh, returned locally so that is the saga Uh, of uh, the sustainability but by we humans follow a linear approach it is like you know cut the cycle put it flat so what we do is we take the raw material from one place and transport it to another place where it is mass produced and it is transported again to a place where it is being used then after the use it is uh, thrown away as a abundant waste which is uh, causing 
uh, excess amount and filthy pollution of the soil, uh, water, and air. So uh, with the place where we took all the raw materials, so it becomes scarce. So we are creating scarcity on one side and uh, filthiness, uh, waste, and pollution on the other side. There is no link. So it is highly unsustainable. Uh, this 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 is happening in our every walks of life. So which is un, unsustainable. So we need to adopt the sustainability, the natural cycle sustainability in every walks of life, including our relationship. So we, our relationship has to be sustainable. Okay. So the, even a small child can able to tell uh, the organic vegetables from conventionally formed ones. So you know the the basic difference is the taste. So yeah, there are several uh, phytochemicals, nutrients, which uh, are which uh, bring taste and aroma in the produce. So behind these several nutritive elements, there are soil microbes, which are uh, responsible for mobilizing, mobilizing all these uh, nutrients for the plant to take up. So when I started growing all these uh, fruits, vegetables, uh, and grains in an organic way, the taste and aroma of the, of the produce connected me to my earliest childhood experience of tasting it back in my village. So this can be otherwise comparable to a mother's milk uh, versus formula milk. You know, uh, soil life fed diet is like a mother's milk. So it is uh, abundant with the nutrients and the, it grow, the plant grows healthy. As compared to the formula milk, uh, so with our uh, uh, limited knowledge, so we, we are trying to mimic uh, mother's milk, but still we are at a rudimentary stage. So it is, uh, it is bound to have a lot of side effects. So obviously it has its own negative consequence uh, over our health as well as the environment. So there, there are uh, many discoveries have been made in mother's milk. Uh, you know, recently as I read a report saying that there are some anti-cancer compounds uh, are present in mother's milk. And in addition to that, there are many um, uh, live organisms are present in mother's milk, which are uh, in favor of uh, the feeding infant. Now I would like to take you to a, uh, another uh, zone, which is which is very important, where you see the symbiotic relationship, uh, which is playing a very important role in our life. Uh, for microbes, uh, we are the microbial food forest. There are millions and millions of bacteria, fungi, protozoa, and viruses are uh, we are we are harboring and we are living so far in a mutualistic relationship. So one example, you know, we, uh, we harbor uh, around 100 trillion microbes, microbial life in our gut. You know, the scientists have identified there are 10,000 taxonomically identifiable bacterial families we, uh, we are harboring in our gut. So, um, you know, from where we got these microbes, uh, first place, you know, when we were born, we were sterile. We didn't have all these uh, microbes. So... Uh, we were uh, vulnerable to catch infection. So we are so sensitive. So the baby gets uh, the first, uh, the microbes. The, this, these uh, microbes are called uh, beneficial microorganism or probiotic microbes. We get it from mom's milk. So uh, these microbes goes first and colonizes, produce, uh, forms a first line of uh, uh, immunity for the baby. And then they grow together. So they grow in a symbiotic relationship. So the, it uh, trains the baby's immune cell, immune system, and it is helps in maturation of the immune system. So they are in a mutualistic relationship. So that's how we, uh, you know, this playing a very important. If you see a human cell, uh, if you count to one human cell, there are ten microbes who are deciding uh, our health. 
So this is uh, the, our digestive system, uh, you know, and you see the, the maximum number of uh, uh, microbes are present in larger intestine that is called colon. So it acts like a fermentation tank. All the undigested waste is being digested there and the many goodies are mobilized. Uh, see, when we eat the food, so it goes to the stomach, it, uh, it is being digested and then goes to the travel to the small intestine. There is further digestion takes place and then all the nutrients are absorbed and the leftover waste, undigested waste, when it travels through the colon. So these bacteria, uh, they uh, have the enzymes to digest this uh, left, left, leftover unwanted organic uh, waste and uh, it uh, mobilizes energy for its own survival. At the same time, it enormously helps by producing various uh, number of uh, uh, you know, vitamins and uh, essential fatty acids, uh, amino acids, and it is also helpful in various ways. So this next slide, this is the electron micrograph uh, showing the, the number of uh, different types or diverse number of bacteria which are digesting the complex cellular or cellulose fiber in our uh, intestine. So this is our, comparatively, this is our root zone. This is human root zone where we saw the similar uh, symbiotic relationship. So this is uh, mimicking, the nature is mimicking all these uh, kind of wonderful uh, networks uh, everywhere. So uh, what it does, it mobilizes and uh, many nutrients like uh, it produces vitamin B complex, vitamin K. It is also boosts metabolism. It calms our nerves. It is uh, also resistant to any kind of enteric pathogens. So it doesn't allow... So it forms a resistant layer. It also preserves our gut lining. It also helps in bone mineral density. And it also trains our immune system. So the immune system becomes more mature. So uh, when I was a child, so we uh, were leading, uh, most of them leading an integrated agrarian lifestyle. We had uh, livestock in our home. So we periodically shifted all the organic uh, agricultural waste along with the animal droppings back to the cultivation field. So this decaying organic matter became a food source for the soil bacteria, which uh, promoted the biological activity of soil. So the crops were grown on this uh, fertile soil without the knowledge of chemical fertilizers and pesticides. So we were mostly eating millets uh, and whole grain foods with a, a variety of uh, edible greens. In Tamil Nadu, there are 20 different uh, variety of edible greens. Uh, which are very commonly consumed. It is a routine uh, uh, dietary, traditional dietary practice in uh, Tamil Nadu. And on top of it, the king of uh, the edible greens is the moringa, is also very much part of our diet, <coughs> diets. So this, this actually traditional food uh, culture actually sustained all these um, uh, probiotic bacteria uh, in, the, in our gut because it has, it has uh, um, provided uh, a lot of dietary fibers so that they can thrive and sustain and help us. So now we have moved. Uh, okay, this is uh, this is another uh, interesting thing. Our ancestors uh, were giving importance to six different tastes. Even uh, our Indian system of medicine, Ayurveda and Siddha, also emphasis on six different tastes uh, in every meal in order to balance out three nadis: Vada and Pitta and Kaba. These three are the vital humors which are playing a very important role in uh, uh, experiencing optimal health. This sixth taste, yeah, they, they, say they considered uh, is, has to be uh, present in order to 
balance out these three nodes uh, and to uh, experience optimal health. And in scientific, modern scientific parlance, if you look, uh, it actually provides variety of nutrients and dietary fibers to the meal. So the meal becomes wholesome. So when we consume it, so it uh, it is uh, sustaining uh, our own life as well as uh, uh, you know our um, the soil back sorry, the the gut bacteria. So in Tamil Nadu, there is a saying that if you feed someone's child, uh, it will feed your child. So it is very much relevant to this context. So like you know, uh, you are not only eating for yourself; you are eating for uh, these goodies uh, who are sitting there in the, in your uh, column. So this way. So you are feeding them, they are feeding you. So yeah, this is a perfect uh, uh, symbiotic relationship uh, where we are living together and carrying each other. So that is a wonderful relationship. So now we moved, uh, gradually moved from a, a kind of integrated agrarian lifestyle, uh, yeah, like a whole, uh, whole grain, uh, uh, whole, whole millet uh, consumption food culture uh, to a refined food culture. So, like I said, uh, when I was a child, we were on a, a millet diet. So, that is uh, technically, we call it as a high-fiber, complex carbohydrate diet. So, we uh, moved from that kind of diet to now the farmers, those who are consuming that kind of, were into that kind of culture. Now, they are consuming three times polished white rice. So, the, every, and every family is having some kind of uh, disease and metabolic disorder. So the, why it is happening? It is because we robbed our food source uh, for the, our essential gut bacteria because we consume only simple starch uh, with the car, with a very less amount of fibers. So it is uh, taking a toll on these gut bacteria. So it is it is at the verge of extinction. Okay. So yeah, if you look at uh, our uh, human history. Uh, there were there are two lakhs fifty thousand plants uh, you know, on the on the earth, and we have been consuming around seventy thousand edible plants uh, during our uh, human history, and now we have reduced from seventy thousand to only three. So now we have given very prioritized to the corn, uh, wheat, and rice. So and even these three are highly uh, monocultured uh, with the. Uh, Mm, a lot of chemical fertilizers and pesticides. So it becomes, uh, the food is uh, uh, not good. It, uh, it is not sustaining our life. So what uh, I said, uh, we moved from a complex carbohydrate diet to a, a simple starchy diet uh, without much dietary fibers in it. So, and combine that with the next line, with the intake of a lot of antibiotics. So that is actually... Uh, eroding the essential gut bacteria, so which is uh, causing collapse of the gut immunity. So which is uh, changing, which is changing the spectrum of uh, the probiotic uh, bacterial colonies in our gut. So these good bacteria are getting eroded, and they, it uh, creates a void <clears throat> space. So the enteric uh, infectious bacteria are getting into the system. They are doing the opposite. So instead of preserving the host, it is. Uh, it is like a parasite. It is destroying the host, creating all kind of uh, uh, metabolic imbalances. So the scientists have uh, this is this is uh, another scientific study where uh, they had shown the importance of dietary fibers in uh, maintaining the healthy uh, 
uh, gut microbial uh, biota. So the scientists have identified uh, there are many diseases which are uh, associated with this uh, altered uh, uh, probiotic uh, uh, microbiome. So there are starting from obesity, depression, inflammatory bowel syndrome, whatnot. So everything is linked to this. Linked to this. So this shows. So we have lost this the protective uh, symbiotic uh, layer from the gut. So this another uh, very interesting phenomenon called form effect. So which is observed in many part of the countries, especially in the rural areas. So what is form effect? The children who grow up in traditional forms, uh, home environment are protected from developing asthma and allergies, even uh, any immune complication. This form effect can be largely explained by the child's early life contact with the form animals in particular cows and their microbes. So this is very interesting. So what they have uh, uh, what they, they have observed is very remarkable. So they wanted to take up a study. So they uh, actually did a very interesting study in US uh, with the Amish community. Uh, you know, uh, Amish uh, people, they migrated uh, uh, from Switzerland and Germany in 18th century in order to uh, practice their religion and all to and also to escape religious persecution right till now they are leading an ancestral agrarian lifestyle uh, they don't use any modern equipment they don't use electricity telephones uh, anything so they are living uh, in a area in Pennsylvania and Canada so the US government and Canada government allowed them to be to live like that so they use uh, for transport, they use uh, horse wagon and they, uh, they have me uh, mechanized equipment for farming, but they use uh, horse power for that. And they build, a you know, they, they live in a community. So uh, they keep their cows next to their home. So their cow shed is next to their home. And um, uh, what they uh, did is in order to uh, uh, do a thorough study, they collected <coughs> dust sample from uh, Amish home. Uh, and they also in order to compare, they took another group of people. They also migrated from Europe uh, to US and they are leading a similar lifestyle uh, like the Amish, but except uh, they don't have uh, uh, cows uh, next to their home. So they have a, uh, field and cow, uh, cow bonds are uh, located away from it. So they wanted to have, why they chosen this heterite, uh, another group of people, because they wanted to get rid of all the scientific variables except this factor so that they can able to uh, mechanistically prove that, yes, it is happening right. So, uh, so what they observed in the dust samples, there is a saturation of microbes, microbial life in their dust sample as compared to the heterite. So this this uh, uh, Amish home environment is saturated with the, uh, this uh, lot of uh, the microbes. So uh, what they did is they collected the blood samples from the kids, those who are uh, growing uh, in both the communities. So what they observed is uh, the eosinophil count, which is responsible for most of the allergies, asthma, bronchitis, and autoimmune disorders. So we're very, very, very less uh, in Amish uh, children as compared to the, the hit right. So the, and this shows that the immune system is uh, uh, much more, uh, uh, you know, strengthened and mature uh, to handle, handle any kind of uh, later on infection. So this is the, the, uh, the Amish home on the left side. You see the, their house and their 
uh, bond, the, uh, the cow bond is next uh, here and as compared to the heterite people. So what they finally came up uh, with is, uh, you know, because this uh, Amish people, they kept uh, their cows nearby. So uh, the, the, the microbes from the cows, so it, uh, it got filled into the environment, the kids playing in the barn, coming there, uh, coming to the home. So they're bringing all those microbes. So it is basically, uh, you know, uh, these microbes are all around their house, so which is uh, um, causing a big change. So the uh, so it is uh, the children's. Even they say that the children's are born with the immune system, uh, you know, uh, and they got this kind of priming in their mother before they are born. So that is the thing, uh, the advantage of this. Uh, Having a harmless microbial environment, a saturated microbial environment or probiotic environment in our uh, in, in our home home environment. So that's why our ancestors uh, were uh, were very scientific. Having uh, our culture was based is based on very scientific principles. So we were using cow dung, uh, cow urine for uh, sanitation. So they were using this uh, as a sanitizer, applying uh, in and around home outside home so that uh, we are actually uh, creating sanity uh, not by getting of the harmful microbes rather uh, embracing the good uh, probiotic micro microbes that takes care of uh, uh, the ill effects so now i am going to tell the opposite phenomenon urban effect so the childhood leukemia so there is a professor mel gibson he is a director of institute of cancer research london suggested childhood leukemia is a paradox of progress in modern societies. With a lack of microbial exposure early in life, especially in developed countries where the uh, you know highly hygienic and uh, the methods are practiced, uh, it's like very clean, clean. Uh, with a lack of microbial exposure early in life, resulting in immune system malfunction. So he, uh, with uh, 40 years of research, he came up with a strong evidence uh, for a delayed infection theory for the cause of this disease. So the, what he uh, saw is because of the lack of microbial in exposure, in fact, he counted number of uh, microbial colonies. So usually we get 10,000 microbial colonies in our gut. So these kids were uh, showing less than 2,000 microbial colonies. So that so that really, that uh, yearly exposure to uh, this kind of harmless microbes uh, creates an immature immune system, which is very detrimental for the uh, future uh, infection stage where they get uh, this kind of like uh, uh, out of uh, crazy immune response leading to uh, this childhood leukemia. You know, I see another, another very interesting uh, anti-cancer ritual in India, where in Madhya Pradesh, after uh, the Diwali celebration, these infants uh, and small babies were uh, rolled on the... Um, uh, you know, fresh cow manure. So they believe that this cow uh, cow manure has got a healing medicinal properties. Of course, there, it looks like, you know, there is some scientific insight in this. So this is the compare and contrast uh, where uh, the Western diet, uh, it is, uh, you know, it's more simple carbohydrate, less uh, dietary fibers in it. So there is more harmful bacterial metabolites as this uh, uh, beneficial uh, microbes are getting uh, uh, removed and there is a less medicinal uh, metabolites from the microbes. So obviously this um, we get benefit from uh, 
yeah our traditional uh, high fiber uh, complex starchy uh, diet so our diet should be like this so you know uh, we mostly eat uh, two third of the rice and one third is uh, you know vegetables fruits uh, some fiber source so we need to uh, go back and uh, adopt our ancestral food lifestyle wherein we have more two third of the fibers in the form of fresh fruits vegetables and cooked vegetables sprouts and uh, one third will be the carbohydrate source uh, protein source so that will be uh, good for uh, our own health as well as sustaining uh, this uh, beneficial microbes in our gut this is uh, uh, nowadays today we are uh, either in agriculture or in medical practice we are uh, we are too intense in using um, broad spectrum active antibiotics which are highly unsustainable leading to pollution of the uh, air water and soil uh, causing um, you know erosion of this essential bacteria so if you want to sustain uh, our life on this planet so we need to sustain we need to adopt a probiotic pro lifestyle thereby uh, the beneficial microbial can, communities can be uh, sustained uh, you know in the soil as well as inside us which in turn sustain our life on this planet okay so uh, we need to the, this slide emphasis we need to be more pro probiotic uh, uh, towards uh, our life okay so uh, so we need to add more organic uh, matter uh, to the inner and outer soil in order to sustain uh, the life um, of us as well as uh, the life on this planet so the true uh, solution lies in our roots we need to uh, go back and revive the traditional uh, agrarian lifestyle wherein we follow the nature cycle of uh, regenerative organic agriculture so the true wealth of the nation lies in quality domestic product that is qdp instead of uh, gross domestic product that is uh, gdp so in order to uh, 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 you know sustain our health so we need to uh, you know um, be sustainable in terms of our health as well as uh, the planet's health so the, also we must understand that farming is uh, is a science it is a form of an art it is uh, the culture it is the way to realize vasudeva kudumbam which means the whole uh, world is a family living together and caring each other thank you your viewpoint and analysis on uh, our indian policies and our indian strategies towards organic farming and also about pesticide use so what exactly uh, what is the bright picture that we can see for india yeah uh, actually um, i would say this current uh, situation the pandemic we are facing now the cod uh, covid 19 crisis uh, it's made uh, all the guy every government throughout the globe to think towards sustainability see it is not like growth is not like you know you see a you know rise in graph um that is not sustain if it is not sustainable then it is a inflammation it is a swelling it is going to bust so we have seen many busts so this is the this is the the warning sign of nature that you have busted me many times so i have been patient and now i have lost my patience now if this is the tablet you swallow it so it is the compulsion the nature is putting on us 
so we are more aware and every government is thinking sustainability if we want to sustain our life if we want to sustain the ecosystem that uh, you know we, that is the gift we got so if we want to sustain so we have to move towards sustainability so the the conventional thinking the conventional farming conventional industrial uh, uh, you know the development has to be stopped and we are we are now uh, uh, because of this pandemic it has forced us uh, to be less destructive so it has kept us home and we are, we have become less destructive so it is like you know you don't have to do anything you just stop doing all what you are doing now and obviously there is a greater intelligence nature intelligence that has sustained life so much so far so now and it will take care of its own so what now we have to be ambassadors we have to be advocates of this nature cycle so we need to bring this nature sustainable cycle in every part of our life in economy in development uh, in our own uh, relationship uh, that's what i said uh, you know our relationship now it's unsustainable it has to be sustainable <laughs> the, in my presentation the quality is very important than quantity so we have we have been so far targeting the quantity to feed the you know masses so the thing is you know we could able to feed it but uh, we are now at the receiving end so we are facing pandemic of diseases non communicable not only the communicable disease and non communicable diseases so what we have to do is we have to be very smart we have to choose a quality domestic product so what we can do so my personal advice is we can quickly change our attitude by adopting smart foods like uh, moringa so the moringa it is very native to our own uh, country it grows wildly in uncared environment uh, but it is so intelligent it could accumulate so much of nutrients and phytochemicals in its body so when we consume it so we benefit with wholesome nutrients so this is the quality food so this is a complete food in itself i would so foresee that our astronauts when they go to space missions i foresee that they will be taking this moringa uh plant to grow in mars or grow in the extraterrestrial situation and also they consume this uh, uh, in order to because it is uh, radio protective because it has got antioxidants uh, so much of phytochemicals it is radio protective it is anti stress uh, and uh, i heard that in israel uh, army they are using this moringa leaf extract because this israeli army is surrounded by enemies they are always in a combat stress so they uh, actually the tons and tons of uh, moringa leaf powder is being imported in israel in fact i came to know because one of uh, the embassy official contacted me they wanted to uh, have a reliable source for moringa leaf powder they asked me if you can able to help i said uh, there are many mouths to feed in india so i i'm not in agreement with this so let me first address our in home uh, problems uh, uh, before i cater you so this israeli army they are very smart they are world smart people so they are using this moringa leaves uh, extract uh, they are giving it to the soldiers in order to uh, take care of their sleep loss and stress uh, stress fatigue you know combat fatigue so why why can't we you know uh, i would advise wherever i talk wherever i go i, I always uh, you know uh, put for this moringa leaves why can't we 
introduced in our mid midday meal moringa leaf uh, powder or mule in some form the moringa leaves can be introduced in in order to take care of because uh, our country also faces a lot of malnourishment especially the children and pregnant mothers they are uh, having facing all this uh, malnourishment situation so this is uh, this is a very in home remedy which is in front of our home we are ignoring it we are not uh, you know working on it why can't we get benefit because our literature is full of rich of all this moringa knowledge so like you know in our uh, language there is a saying that if you have one moringa uh, if you if you consume moringa so in elder elderly life you won't be uh, using a stick to walk so it'll be and when i when i went to uh, iit mandi i met a farmer from uttar uttar pradesh um where uh, we were actually uh, talking and we were exchanging our uh, thoughts and he, and i was telling that uh, you know the moringa leaves have been used uh, for several diseases like the our ancestors were using uh, the uh, this moringa uh, tree uh, to address 200 different disease diseases so i was when i was telling they said there is a saying in our uh, village as well that uh, you know if you use if you uh, use moringa uh, uh, juice along with the hing and sendha namak it can take care of 89 different uh, pain so this is this is the knowledge we have we just ignored it because we quickly adopted the western uh, knowledge and we thought it is more uh valuable more uh, useful but now now this pandemic has made us compelled us to rethink because the india is faring much as compared to other countries because uh, we are tropic that's one reason secondly we still have this uh, rudimentary agrarian lifestyle thirdly our environment is saturated with this microbes bombarded with this all these infectious microbes our water is contaminated our uh, air is contaminated our soil is contaminated So, and thirdly we are exposed to so much of bacterial viral protozoan uh, fungal infection so our immunity is uh, being uh, you know working every day like you know you, if you want to have good muscle so you go to the gym and work on it and you get a bigger organ right muscle same like that our uh, immune system is constantly bombarded so it has to work so it has to be very smart it has to be very powerful so it has uh, developed adopted and developed a powerful uh, security system which cannot able to break you know the infectious agents cannot effectively break so that's uh, apart from several other reasons so this is the major striking point as compared to the western countries are uh, very sanit uh, hygienic sanitary environment with my own example so i went there into the us i stayed there for 2 years before coming back to the india when i started eating my food so i developed a loose motion so my home food is become uh, you know allergic to me uh, you know the the reason behind is there is a one bacteria called e coli it's a enteric pathogen which is which is abundant in our environment so our immune system as uh, Uh, made a superior power that it it is not allowing that bacteria even though it is there maybe few it is not allowing the bacteria to become infectious state so but when i came back so my immune system got de- downgraded because there is not much exposure there is not much training day to day training so my immune system immunity got down so now 
the enteric bacteria is a garden opportunity to uh, you know bounce back and it is giving me this trouble so after a few weeks uh, i became all right because this uh, old trained memory has come back probably so i have become uh, more indian <laughs> so this is the thing so we need to uh, take uh, take up the smart foods which is very native to us it is very organic very suitable for our genetic makeup and i should uh, say that uh, we should uh, consume this every day uh, i know there is one guy fidel castro he came western india we he uh, actually uh, took this moringa plants grew in his country and he consumed uh, almost 30 grams of moringa leaf powder every day and maintained his uh, health and he also uh, you know gave it to gave this good health to his countrymen so uh, why can't we it is a good fodder you know not apart from this uh, it has got good nutrients it is a very good fodder for animals it will uh, fetch more milk it is very good uh, manure so if you make biofertilizers and uh, use it in your field so it will boost the plant growth and it will provide all the nutrients so what else you want we are so health is wealth it is often said health is wealth this can be realized with this uh, you know adopting our uh, tradition our food uh, tradition diverse food culture so i think we we don't have to do we don't have to invent a new thing we have to go back and find our roots that's all i want to say thank you the details for your moringa bullet which you have so where can we purchase yeah. that yeah i can uh, able to send you uh, probably uh, if he can able to whatsapp uh, uh, my number whatsapp number is uh, please note down 805 maybe you can type for me 8056170742 Okay. so it is uh, like i incorporated my, our culture that uh, six different taste into this initially i started with the moringa leaf juice in system of medicine i wanted to incorporate our knowledge that six different taste into it so so that it may you know it potentiates the main action of the moringa as well as it nullifies any side effect so this is uh, this is a very effective food as well as uh, medicine uh, of course uh, you know uh it has to be like that you know uh, uh, the medicine should be a food a nutritious food so because the healing takes place in our body so there is no external healing, healing is happening so we have got a most intelligent system of nature which can be able to replenish rejuvenate take care of itself so what we have to give do is we have to support that system so our indian system of medicine is in support of this natural system it goes well it is pro to the system so obviously it uh, fortifies boost our uh, you know uh, physiological system so so uh, our body is in a better position to uh, you know take care of itself fight any kind of uh, unwanted illness thank you so bhartiya jo bol rahe hai ki aap government ki jo policies hai usme sabse bada jo restrictions hai wto agreement hai meri nazar mein aur majorly wto agreement ke hi karan एग्रीकल्चर बहुत सफर कर रहा है इस देश में वी गॉट अ वेरी स्ट्रांग गवर्नमेंट सो डेफिनेटली वेल वी हैव गॉट अ 100% ऑर्गेनिक स्टेट सिक्किम सो वी वुड लाइक टू हैव 100% थ्रू आउट द कंट्री सो ऑब्वियसली इफ यू इमेजिन यू नो आवर होल कंट्री बिकम्स 100% ऑर्गेनिक एंड यू सी यू यू विल यू विल 
uh, you will see the the bharata <laughs> where uh, where it is uh, sustaining uh, a, you know uh, all the life uh, so obviously it is uh, full of uh, dharma <laughs> nice presentation thank you so i have two questions actually is on the social point of view of this talk so my first question is that uh, our country is like uh, our population is increasing very fast in compared to the other countries as you compared with the western countries so with organic farming do we get the same kind of productivity which can feed the diverse food kind of system people like so is it possible with the organic and my second question if you i can ask right now or later yeah thank you thank you for asking this question this is very important so this uh, this is very interesting question as well see i would i would start with my own experience that will that will speak um, in a much much better way when i start uh, growing this uh, traditional rice so the one of the rice is maapalai uh, samba it's a reddish in color so i pounded it whole grain so i removed only the husk and all this bran and germ layer everything is intact it is a wholesome rice so i cooked it so i used uh, like you know previously i used to take white rice so there is always temptation to take more you know if you if you take a one plateful of rice you always tempted to take more but here <clears throat> when i started uh, eating this maapalai sambar rice i took the handful of rice and uh, i could not able to take more than that so my body says it's enough for me so the body has got a intelligent way to identify nutritive compounds because body uh, <clears throat> needs nutrients these nutrients to sustain itself so it has got a intelligent way to identify nutrients in the food we are consuming so when uh, we consume polished white rice or any processed industrialized food so it is uh, deficient of nutrients on one side and secondly it is bombarded with so much of uh, industrial chemicals so body is still uh, you know after taking one full plate a body is still thinking that i am lack of nutrients so it wants to compensate by taking more but it is a vicious cycle you know this is a imbalanced food it is uh, full of starch simple starch so when you take in more what happens your blood sugar level goes up quickly and then uh, the, your insulin hormone has to secrete to bring down and then you are hungry again you have to take in more so it puts a metabolic stress in your system but you see here in maapalai samba when i take it this maapalai samba uh, rice is uh, is having a wholesome nutrients so when i take it the body senses that yes i have fulfilled my energy needs and nutrient needs so it says enough for me stop it so here the beauty is uh, the maapalai samba rice because it has got higher amount of fibers it slowly gets digested so there is a gradual build up of blood sugar level so uh, there is a, because it is a gradual improvement so you get a continuous energy supply so the uh, because you are getting continuous supply you are not hungry so you take in so in fact i take twice a day i am taking this maapalai samba i have i have many native grains so i take it in the morning around 11 o'clock and then I, my next meal is around 6 o'clock so this is uh, i am going into my field i am working hard i am exposing myself to the sun so i work in my field every day at least 3 hours 4 hours so what i do is i may ensure that i go i eat and then after 
However, I go to the field, I work there until I become tired, until I become hungry, until I feel the hunger pangs. Then I go and take the meal. So this, see, this is the thing. You know, uh, you say we are highly populated. Uh, of course, we are in tropics. Obviously, this is the boon or uh, curse. So we are highly populated. But uh, if you want to, uh, you know, there is uh, always a fear that oh, how to cater all those people. So the thing is, yeah, the one spoon of moringa leaf powder is equivalent to your. Almost a full day meal. How smart it is. So if we start supplementing Moringa, so Moringa growing is very simple and making Moringa powder is easy. And you can also, uh, you know, our ancestral practice is that, you know, we make Navadanya. So nine grains. How they do is, they first soak the grains and then the, the next day they take it out and they Mm, sprout it and then next day uh, and then after that they dry it out and roast it and then make powder. So what is this all of this means? So nowadays you see in the advertisement this uh, uh, bioavailability of nutrients like that so, so on so forth uh, you know they are motivating many uh, average Indians and kids to take their products but the real bioavailability it is the intelligent and the technique of our ancestors. So they what they have done so the, during this process, all along, they increased the bioavailability of nutrients, degraded the anti-nutrient factors. So that this powder can be made into porridge and can be given to an infant. It is abundant with the nutrients. So the Moringa uh, leaf is also like that. So this can be processed, cooked uh, and fermented or baked in any ways. And this can be given. And uh, this will... Uh, take care of all the population uh, in our country. They will be living in experiencing good health. So it will put a toll on our economy as well. Uh, my second question is on this series. Actually, it's again related to the population only. Because for organic farming, as per I understand, the animals are very important for our society. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can't suggest other people to be vegetarian because it will be forced implementation. But animal butchering and then as the population density is increasing, we don't have the space in the cities especially to keep the animals. So how do you think if this cycle is broken over the years, that uh, human is divided of the animals? So how do you think this organic farming will be sustainable for the future? Yeah, I'd like to tell, uh, there is a misnomer that uh, we have high amount of proteins in animal meat. Uh, when uh, when I was there, uh, when I uh, read about all uh, these uh, scientific articles on Moringa uh, leaves, the it was like a hot topic there in U.S. There was many, several publications came up and the U.S. Department of Agriculture started showing interest. They took the Moringa leaf sample, analyzed them and then then they put out the data in their website. So what they found is the moringa leaf has got twenty eight different uh, types of amino acids. Some of them are very essential amino acids. The body cannot be able to produce. See some of the amino acids where the our body can produce from the food source. Some of them cannot be produced. They are called essential amino acids. So there are eight different essential amino acids which are present in moringa leaves. 
and out of that there are three four amino acids which are found in animal meat so obviously it is a vegan meat so <clears throat> it's a misnormal that we need to have animal protein in order to uh, you know in order to be sufficient with our nutritive requirement this can provide because see you see the cows or buffalo they build a good muscle you know uh, they don't eat animal meat they eat grass so what do you think the grass uh, how it grass translated into muscle mass because the grass also has proteins and it has got a digestive capability can able to uh, you know break down all those uh, uh, good nutrients and translate into form of a muscle okay yes sir thank you for the great talk i just had a question again related to uh, what you had mentioned about moringa and again moringa is probably a rich uh, i think concoction of phytochemicals right so uh, and a lot of the benefits are related to uh, you know uh, induction of uh, cell cycle arrest apoptosis regulation of immune system etc but what has happened that in the west uh, you know a lot of the uh, universities are doing studies on moringa isolating its individual components and testing them on uh, you know transfected cell lines looking at cell level changes in them so since this is kind of inherent or nascent to india why aren't more indian universities doing similar kind of research because again a lot of this intellectual property is being co-opted by the west right so uh, you know that was one part of my question and the second part of the question would be that is there any uh, other phytochemical rich uh, source other than moringa that could be used as an additive as an additive in my uh, preparation or uh, i couldn't get you the second part of Uh, sorry as, as an additive you know just to add to the benefits ah, of moringa okay, because okay. the phytochemical yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is uh, this goes well I, with the, yeah this goes well with uh, any kind of preparation uh, because it is a kind of food supplement nutraceutical supplement okay in order to address the first question so you were asking uh, that uh, you know the there, there are many universities they are interested and in started doing uh, research and trying to extract uh, individual compounds and try to use it as a therapeutic agent uh, to uh, take care of our health see the <clears throat> the thing is uh, for last 10 years abroad uh, i was doing the same research so i was into drug discovery reductionist approach so we were uh, like um, identifying many compounds from nature and then we tested uh, extracted isolate the compounds and tested in uh, cell culture models and animal models and then uh, we recruit uh, the some compounds which are having a therapeutic potency against particular disease and then we we uh, what we do is we identify the structure by x-ray crystallography there is a technology available it can it will uh, map out the compound structures and then we go to the synthetic laboratory and then we synthesize different versions variations of these compounds and then we bring back all 10 t- different variations isomers and then we test it in uh, test it in our, uh, our models and then we uh, find out which uh, fraction is having a good biological activity and then we go for patents and uh, publication then this uh, goes to the next level preclinic preclinical trials and uh, clinical trials and if you see any drugs in the market it uh, it is the um, around 8 to 10 years of research it comes back but still it is prone to many side effects so what that means is all this uh, waste of this thousands of dollars or millions of dollars uh, and finally bringing out uh, a faulty drug which is uh, uh, 
having so much of uh, side effects that is like you know you save one organ at the expense of other organs or the human whole, whole human system that's why it uh, actually i what i realized is this kind of reductionist approach is uh, flawed so i was uh, realizing that most of my research outcome instead of benefiting directly to the society it was benefiting mostly for the development of drugs international companies so what i was uh, i was frustrating myself and looking for a holistic solution uh, to address fundamental cause of all human disease because this modern approach it only addresses the outcome of the disease like you know if you you consider human system as a sophisticated machine like you know industry so you go there there are many parameters they observe like temperature pressure uh, flow like that and then uh, you know they regulate uh, these parameters tightly so that uh, they get a good uh, output so the human system is not like that you know by uh, for example if a person uh, is having bp you give a pill and then the blood pressure comes down but still there is a there is a root cause underlying it is still burning inside so obviously it is going to come up again it will show, you know show its signs again then you have to suppress it with the drugs you know and also the medical system is highly compartmentalized now if you got a disease in your heart you go to a cardiologist he will diagnose it and he prescribe a set of drugs then if he finds any problem with your kidney they he refers you to the nephrologist and then he goes i uh, diagnosis and he uh, prescribes a set of drugs so like you know finally at the end of the day you are a handful of drugs so this is not sustainable so because it is going to uh, give you a patchy solution a temporary solution with a uh, at a long term side effects so that is not a good solution so that's why i uh, you know I give importance to our indian system of approach medical approach where it is uh, the, mm, the the drug, the the medicine is not given in a single form it is always in a compound form a whole herb there it is a whole herb extract uh, without much uh, use of chemical process preservatives uh, uh, so it is given as a whole to address the whole human uh, situation so it is really addressing the root cause of the disease obviously Uh, it is not addressing any particular disease so it is addressing uh, and uh, uh, my, you know it is boosting our uh, healing mechanism so how it does is all our uh, siddha and ayurvedic preparation herbal preparation it is uh, uh, acting as a tonic in one side another way it is activating all those uh, detoxification mechanisms enhances immune system function so thereby body is uh, tuned to handle this kind of situation so what we need is we need to have a holistic approach so instead of uh, refining the drugs because the in tamil in tamil nadu madras university there was a professor he uh, was uh, working on the similar lines like to discover uh, uh, <clears throat> well in our uh, traditional practice we use philanthus nururi there is one particular plant for the jandis so what we do is we uh, uh harvest the whole herb and wash it and then grind it into paste and we give the whole herb in buttermilk for jaundice patients so it, this is the standard therapy for 3 days 3 4 days they have to consume it and then fourth day they are uh, uh, they are they are cured from jaundice 
so here the professor he wanted to uh, study and isolate the compounds and when he isolated the single compound which is uh, which is the active principle of that plant then when he uh, tested it and he tested in animal animals as well as uh, in uh, human patients it was not effective so it was it was really a crazy thing you know you have isolated the active principle and you have given it to it it is not working then finally uh, he has found it there are so many cofactors which are redundant it doesn't have any function itself so when these cofactors are present then this active principle gets unlocked and becomes active and it is very effective so you are giving in a crude form it is one tenth of the concentration of the pure component or maybe one one Ten thousandth of the concentration of this uh, pure form, but it is uh, as effective as the ultra concentrated uh, fraction, which is bound to have a lot of side effects because body doesn't uh, handle this kind of high concentrated form because it is putting pressure on our own healing system. So it is hijacking our uh, innate uh, health nursing uh, it and it trying to so when it leaves the body so it leaves with so much of damage clear to inka okay thank you thank you so much sir for the talk this wonderful wonderful talk i have just one question uh, how yeah. about uh, uh, high tech farming i'm talking about vertical farming and not uh, hydroponic or uh, aquaponics i'm talking mm. about vertical farming which is with with uh, yeah uh, um, actually uh, that is good in in, in uh, like urban like situations like we are uh, lack of space we have a uh, few space next to their uh, balconies and uh, you know terrace like that so obviously uh, vertical farming uh, going to help you know we can use all these technology unless until you follow this nature cycle sustainability cycle so we have to we don't have to buy any fertilizer or growth promoters or pesticides from outside so i have developed a few simple methods to uh, grow crops on a very small space so how you can start you start with your home so you need to collect all the kitchen waste uh, food waste and blend it uh, uh, in the form of a paste and then mix with the fertile soil which is dug out from uh, your backyard underneath the well grown tree and then mix the paste well with the 50% moisture and then fill this uh, mixture loosely in small containers and cover it and put it in under shade for a week so in a week time this uh, <clears throat> soil microbes feed on this uh, vegetable food waste and turn them into uh, uh, organic fertilizer so after we after we you bring back the uh, the containers and water them put it in the uh, in the under the sun and then uh, you know watch them grow uh, that's how simple it is to uh, transform yourself from a consumer to a producer even if you can produce 1% that is that is good thing you know good motivation and uh, uh, in order to take care of the nutrients of the plant as well as to, to get rid of the pests the i uh, i developed a method where you use uh, uh, ginger garlic and green chili paste which are soaked in buttermilk Uh, for a week and then you spray it on the plants in order to get rid of the pest 
and uh, to uh, improve the nutrient availability you add a little moringa leaf paste to it so that will boost the nutrient availability so it will directly feed the a plant with the nutrients through its foliar roots so uh, only condition here is you have to spray this nutrient mixture <clears throat> after 4:30 that is during the sunset where the insects they visit here attack the pests so attack the plants so obviously when you spray that time so you uh, you will get rid of the pests as well as uh, the plants are more uh, you know ready to take up all those uh, nutrients through uh foliar roots thank you